Max Level Podcast. July 13th, 2020. On with the show. Ah, yeah! Level Down Games, happy third anniversary, man. Way to keep it rocking with the video game music. Good luck going forward. Um, keep the music playing, keep it loud. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it connected. Can we talk how crazy it would be for just a second here if Microsoft ends up getting the entire Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment Games division? (laughs) There's been a lot of like weird, crazy moves like that in the last week that seem strange. I I was I was a little surprised to see that WB is literally I mean, they're looking for potential financial suitors (laughs) to take care of their IPs. I mean, and there's big IPs in the Warner Brothers catalog as well. There's the Injustice series. There's the Mortal Kombat, right? Is that is that part of Warner Brothers? Do they publish those? Well, you got the Batman series, right? Yeah, the Arkham, the Arkham games, uh, the Middle Earth games are part of that. And so that's a really huge catalog that I I feel like with a publisher that really wants to get things done and is really putting money behind it it may actually mean a good thing because these are games that are infrequently released especially these batman games these arkham games and i think if we could get maybe a little oomph behind them now what i don't want to happen is for it to become all corporate you know become like an activision situation where these games just start being churned out you know or like uh Funny you mentioned Activision, Kyle. Activision Blizzard, one of the other potential uh, purchasers of the Warner Brothers library. Oh, gosh. I'm not okay with that, I don't think. (laughs) What I just want, I just want more of these Batman Arkham games to start coming out. I want this long-rumored Arkham sequel or Arkham You just gotta wait for next month, Kyle. They're they're getting announced next month, supposedly. We've been saying that two years now. That's what's funny about it. two years we've been saying that. (laughs) Arkham Knight has been out for a long time, and we Um, haven't even had... Yeah, come a while. Yeah, I know. And we haven't even had, like, aside from those potentially linked, like, leaked Superman images that were supposed to, like, show images from the game or whatever. We don't know if those were even real at some point, but... And, oh, and then we had the uh, the leaked Harry Potter footage, which rumors of that have kind of started circulate, circulating again lately. Yeah, that's that's definitely coming from Avalanche next year, supposedly. Okay. So, so, so there's, I mean, well, that's still Warner Brothers, right? That's still Warner yeah. Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wanted to make sure I wasn't talking no, about that here. And then, and then Rocksteady is supposedly making the Suicide Squad or... Uh, Gotham Knights or whatever, something like that. I don't know. I, f- I forget exactly right. which one that they were doing. And then WB Montreal is doing something else. So in the Batman universe. I, dude, I'm telling you, Teen Titans. It's going to be there. <laughs> a Titans game. <laughs> but if you didn't know, this is Max Level, a weekly video game podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. Woo! For those just joining us, welcome home. Max Level is a breakfast power between friends wrapped up in an all-purpose gaming show. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us this week over in the sound booth, it is Sean. Good morning, everybody. You're awake and you're here. 
I'm trying. You're, you're making moves. <laughs> Excited to be here, baby. Excited to be here. Three-man crew this week. Kyle is also here. Three. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Sean. Happy to be here. Look at Sean over there, multitasking the sounds, pretending to be a professional, getting He's things ready, going. Man. <laughs> he, put his, he put his pants on this morning is what he, he said. Put, so. He put his pants on. <laughs> put my big boy pants on. About time, having too. a good day? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. A huge shout out to Midnight Playtime and Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV for, for providing the music to the Max Level podcast. Go check him out over on Twitter and hit up his Bandcamp at midnightplaytime.bandcamp.com to listen to more really excellent synthwave vibes. We have a really excellent show lined up today. We're going to kick things off by talking about a few different games. We have the update 1.3 to discuss for Animal Crossing New Horizons. I haven't played it, but I know Kyle has. Sean? I have. There you go. I'm playing it right now. We're going to be talking about diving into the ocean then here in just a few seconds. Uh, And to tie into that, I want to talk a little bit about Beyond Blue. And then we have a a big week for new releases. And then we're going to talk some next-gen gaming prices. But before we get to all that, don't forget we're doing a giveaway for leaving us a rating and a review through Apple Podcasts that lasts until the end of the month. At 20 reviews, which we have already hit, Kyle, you are buying somebody that is randomly drawn from our Discord server lunch. If you've left us a rating and a review, make sure you are letting us know that you did so in our Discord server. We'll get you entered into the giveaway. Since we hit the 20 reviews, we're going to pick somebody at random. Kyle's buying you lunch. At 40 reviews, which we're getting close to, but we've yet to hit, so if you've yet to leave us a rating interview get out there and do so please but at 40 reviews we're picking someone else at random and frank is throwing in a 20 dollars amazon gift card and at 60 reviews we're picking someone else at random and dan is throwing in a 25 dollars pro wrestling gift certificate if we get more than that if we get to 80 if we get to 100 we'll keep increasing the rewards every 20 reviews uh i'll, I'll find a way to do so we just want ratings and reviews and this lasts until the end of the month so you have plenty of time still if you've yet to do this and leaving a rating for all four of our shows does get you four entries into this giveaway. So pretty good deal. And you may win something good. You may yeah, win something good. That's a big good. prize pool there, man. Yeah, and it, and it keeps increasing. And it keeps increasing. So if you've yet to do so, please get out there. Leave us those ratings and uh, you'll you'll make Sean happy. Now go ahead. Or Steve Austin. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about kicking in on that, but those rewards are awesome. And maybe once we get a little further, I'll, I'll, I'll do something special. Maybe. Yeah, you're going to yeah. maybe maybe like a uh, Polaroid photo of uh, Mr. Buttersworth or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. He and you get I special will take access it. to Sean's OnlyFans maybe, page. Maybe, there you go. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean will come design your bathroom for you and, and yeah, put yeah. it together. <laughs> I'm going to put a hole in the ground. It'll take me eight weeks. That's worth its weight in gold, baby. That's good stuff. Uh, we'll put a bucket in the ground and you can dump it can out. Can you imagine somebody like winning the giveaway and then two weeks later, Sean's knocking on your door wearing a tool belt? Ready to go. He's flying yeah, out there to redo your bathroom. But I would make my belly stick out. I'd wear a shirt that doesn't cover it all the way. I'd I'd wear some pants that have some holes in them. So when I bend over to yeah. do stuff, you're like, I don't want to watch this guy. They rise <laughs> just a little too low. Yeah. <laughs> wear a Budweiser trucker hat with a vest and no shirt underneath. Actually, let's just. Well, then you need like food stains on your shirt or something. Oh yeah, we'll, just... we'll, we'll we'll stop off at Waffle House. He's or something already got on the those. Way. He's already got this. 
Oh, man. Okay, so you guys played the uh, the latest DLC for Animal Crossing New Horizons. I haven't played it yet. Absolutely did, yep. Is it something that I need to get into right away? How exciting is this? I would say that it is something that you should get into right away, if only because there's... A lot of things added for the collection bank. Jessica and I have been talking about it. Like I've looked and seen how many like deep sea creatures are currently available. And as you know, if you don't get into it and you wait a couple months, these things are going to pass. You know, you're not going to be able to get them until next year or, you know, without a through the usage of time time travel. travel, Kyle, come on now. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But that being said, it's, it's something that I would get into because. If you, you know, follow these Animal Crossing accounts on Twitter or, you know, on Reddit or anything like that, you get to be part of that community. And like I've said before, I think that the Animal Crossing community right now is one of the best communities I've ever been a part of. Everybody's very positive. Everybody's very friendly. You get lots of ideas on how to decorate and you see a lot of, you know, funny little things that happen with these villagers or what these people are doing, the mini games they make on their island. And so... I think that getting into these updates on the ground floor is important as part of that community in order to, you know, experience it with everybody else. The swimming, I think, is really fun. I think it's got that special little Nintendo flavor of just a little bit too hard to start up off the bat. Like, you need to be wearing exactly all the right clothes, have all of your things put away, and then you can swim. It's a weird thing. I don't know why you can't just Wait, you can't have anything in your inventory... No, 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 you can no, have no, things you totally in your can. inventory. Oh, okay. Like, I was going to say that's you can't super have, freaking weird. You can't be holding something in your hands. Gotcha. Okay. You know what I mean? And so like it took me it took me like three or four minutes right off the bat in order to figure out how to get into the water at all. And I was like, OK, oh, I need to go buy a wetsuit. OK, so I did. And then I put it on and then I ran out there and I couldn't get in the water. Well, it's because I was like holding my net in my hand or a slingshot or something. And I was like, why can't I get in the water? Like, the button doesn't work. And then I figured out, okay, put the slingshot away. And now I can get in. And so it's it's kind of this weird little Nintendo flavor of one too many steps to make it completely intuitive. But once you get the hang kind of, of it, kind I guess of, Kind of like the menu is. system that's yet to be updated for, for the game. <laughs> exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. So, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun with it, just swimming around, catching all the creatures. There's a lot of different things to catch in the ocean. And uh, I think meeting past was a, a really cool thing. I think he's hilarious. Dude, he's a good character. He's a really good character. The DLC didn't pass the 20-minute test, Sean. Didn't pass it. It did It did, it did actually pass it. I'm, I'm passing it right now. <laughs> I love this. I love it, dude. I'm running around in my Nook Inc. wetsuit and my snorkel mask, and I'm, I'm loving life, dude. It's great. So the, the cool part is the wetsuits, like, you can go and get... There's a, there's a new one every day on the ABD. The little Nook ATM thing. Yeah. And I think that's really fun because sometimes, you know, I, I like logging on just to see what clothes they have in the tailor shop that day. So it, it's a new thing to check out. That's a daily update. I know it sounds pretty weak like that. Oh, wow. That's why you like playing the game for some people. But if it gets you on the game, then it works. And it works for me. I I actually don't enjoy diving as much. I thought it was cool to swim around the island, but I was like, eh, you know. I wish there was more to do in the water, but I'm not a collection person in Animal Crossing. I'm not I'm not religiously going to log in every day so I can check and see if I have all the fossils. I, I do it because I want to make money off of them. So I think it's just got different appeal to different people. But 
I love Animal Crossing, and the thing that sucks about summertime is they released this game right at the start of summertime, and now they're adding little things to keep people logging in. It's not enough to keep me coming back, but I am coming back in preparation for fall. Because I think fall is one of the best times in the game, and then winter is actually really cool too. So I don't want my town to be not prepared for that. So I'm actually terraforming and like redoing everything now, like you were doing two months ago. You're just catching up to where I was at finally. <laughs> yeah. That's my issue is I burnt out <laughs> of this game so fast. I put in, you know, I, I put in 450 hours in the same amount of time that you guys, you know, barely reached 100. So they reached five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I looked at like the actual play times. I think Kyle was sitting at like 110 when I stopped and I think you were like right around there as well <laughs> yeah that's still so that's much a time. lot of damn hours man that's still a lot of time <laughs> for a game that had only come out you know a month or two prior but you know what I'm ha- I still have so much fun with the game I still like going in and seeing everything Sean I think getting Pascal to spawn and talk to you you have to cat you have to find a certain thing on the ocean floor and once you find it the first time it's what he, he wants pops to up. eat right uh, oh is it does he want to eat him I'm trying to think of the dialogue that he says I don't think so he wants scallops yes he wants scallops and you can find I think it's pearls. I think he'll give you a pearl from each uh, one. Got you. But but when you get them, he gives you uh mermaid set DIYs. Got you. Yeah, okay. I gotta get that dog. Yeah, you know, I so love just, I know I just love keep that. swimming around. Uh the nice thing about the just keep the swim- things on the ocean floor. Just keep swimming, baby. Just keep swimming, baby. <laughs> just keep swimming. All right, Ellen. I appreciate the motivational support. The nice thing about the sea creatures you find on the ocean floors, most of them sell for a semi-decent price as well. And so you can you can kind of empty out your inventory, hit the ocean, and just go around in circles picking everything up and go sell and make a pretty decent mint off of it for minimal effort. Now, the swimming isn't the fastest thing in the world because these islands are pretty big, you know. And so you got to get all the way around the island, maybe a time, a time and a half in order to fill your inventory to go back and sell but that still only takes maybe 10 minutes so it's 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 a good use of time and it's kind of relaxing and kind of fun and maybe you get a scallop and see pascal get a new diy recipe and uh and have a good time now aside from that too uh pirate gulliver was added as i think well, that's right? the big question that everybody listening to the show wants to hear is if sean has uh encountered gulliver because he's such a big pirate fan <laughs> i have not because i hate that dude i hate gulliver when i see him on the beach i let that fool lay there because i'm sick and tired of digging I for these too. stupid shit for that phone, dude. Okay, I've got to. I've got to be honest. I I've woken him up a few times. He mentions you're missing that. out he on goes, some great furniture. Then you really are. Okay, he mentions it. He says, "Hey, uh, my phone blew up or something, and it's it's all over the beach. Can you find it?" I've never figured out what to do there, boys. You just dig up the little things, like the little holes in the sand the that spitters. are shooting the water. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I didn't realize uh, that's, and that's where I was supposed of, to dig. Instead of a clam, it'll just be a, a rusted part or something sometimes. I had no idea. Yep. Huh. That's all it is. Well, I'll be. Yeah, I've never done that. I couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> and then I just, it's kind of one of those things where I like just kept spacing it and never looked it up, like never Googled it. And I just, so when I see him, I'm just like, yeah, stupid bird. And I just keep running. <laughs> I remember stupid, you talked to him the first bird. time you saw him in this one. You, yeah, I remember you told me that you talked to him like once or twice, like he never woke up. And then I just left, left. I was like, you just got to keep talking to him. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah well, I mean, and then the next couple times I saw him, I woke him up, and then he's like, now start digging. Gulliver like, okay, is the so bane I, of, uh, the bane of your existence here. <laughs> yeah, screw that stupid bird. Now I'm going to see Pirate Gulliver just kick him off my island, evict him immediately. Yeah, Luther Shooter. Luther Shooter, Dan. <laughs> Dan's out I don't watch Avengers his, movies. I don't care. Helping, well, helping like his him. brother-in-law move right now. That's the excuse today. No, <laughs> really, he's just coming down off a G Fuel and cocaine bender. I know. I gotta man. quit joking about that because one day someone's gonna listen that actually knows him, and they're gonna be like, "Dan, we need to get you some help." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a lot of people listen that know him. <laughs> a lot of people listen that know him right now. <laughs> Dan, we know you've been really into that into that G Fuel lately, and uh, we see you tweeting about it all the time. You have like a, a YouTube G Fuel account. Yeah, why'd you have to have that problem, Dan? Why couldn't you be like Cousin Ricky and just wear women's underwear for fun? You, Someone you to... needs to explain this. Maybe I need to try G Fuel because the people that are on it are <laughs> so hyped about it, dude. They love it. I, I've never done it. I don't know if I'm going to, but they talk it's like about Coke, it. Man, like that's, it's, what, that's what Sean said. It's like Coke. It's like get a game you, changer. Get you hyped up. Get you Isn't hyped it just up. like a like an energy drink mix? Like that's it, right? That's all it is. Yeah, why don't why don't you just grab a monster or a kickstart or something? What is the difference between that and G Fuel? I want Dan to come on here and tell me. Maybe everybody he said everybody thinks I, that, I need to go you know, watch that. They're, these energy things have different properties in them, and they never work for me. Energy drinks don't really work for me that often. The only one, the only energy drink that has ever actually given me energy is Red Bull. Other than that, have you have you ever done a five hour energy like extreme? The extreme. I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell versions I've done of the five hour energy shots, man. But I've I've drank so many of those fucking things throughout my life. Um, they, they don't work that well for they, me. They no, actually they make, work. Though. They make me really tired, is what they do. I've drank so many different kinds of energy drinks and brands, and like most of them just make me tired and give me zero energy the only one that ever has is red bull like for warcraft uh launches i'll always go to red bull to stay up for a new expansion totally Dude, my heart races on those things man i i start tripping out it's too it's too <laughs> you know, much Kathy, and there's there's actually a really like a lot of really good scientific research and studies and results that show that caffeine is actually really good for you in moderation that it enhances brain function you know students that take tests the a caffeinated group versus a non-caffeinated group the caffeinated group performs better gets better scores oh, yeah. so it enhances brain function. It enhances your memory recall and intelligence, and it's good for you. You just have to, you know, just probably not at the level that I consume it. Yeah, <laughs> setting a bad example. As my friend Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to hold them. Yeah, know you got to know when to fold them, Brian. Know when to fold them. I know. Rip Kenny. To tie in to Animal Crossing: New Horizons, that uh, diving into the ocean update. I have been playing some Beyond Blue over the past couple weeks as well. That was the game that came out a few weeks ago. It we came talked out about on June 11th. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it was yeah, the okay. one about, you know, the single player narrative game where you kind of like just were diving into the ocean and it was all about exploring and scanning fish and that kind of stuff. So I the jumped, human. pretty much <laughs> I jumped into it a couple of weeks ago. And dude, this is not what I was expecting, but it's such a good freaking game. Like. Being able to move around this, I don't want to call it an open world ocean, but it, they like they tried to design it in that aspect. 
being able to move around and, and like scan fish, go into these like intricate cave systems. Like, you know, I there was this one area and I'm sure it was a scripted moment, but it took me by surprise and it was really fucking cool. But I was going to scan this one thing as part of like a an objective that I was supposed to do. And this octopus that was camouflaged on the floor, like in the sand, kind of rose up and, and startled your character. And then it like squeezed through this hole and you have the option of following the octopus. You don't have to follow the octopus. It's like a, a secondary thing, but you can follow the octopus and as it squeezes through the hole and your character is like, there's no way I'm not squeezing through that hole as well and goes in there. And then there's this like cave and this rock and like you just see the hiding place of this octopus. And what's really cool about this game is that it allows you to somewhat see the behavior and the habitat and like just what these sea creatures might actually do on a day to day basis. So most of us normal people are never going to get a chance to dive into the ocean and, and see anything like this. But the team over at Eli Media, the developers of the game, they put a lot of work into mimicking actual behaviors of the sea creatures, the way that they interact with one another, the way that, you know, the way that they eat, the way that they hunt, the way that they sleep. I found like a group of sharks, like little, you know, smaller type sharks, but throughout the day, because the missions take place at different times of the day during the daytime, you know, they're all swimming around, happy, eating, hunting fish. But at night, there's a couple missions that take place at night. They're all huddled together and like sleeping in the grass or like the coral or the sea reef or whatever the hell it's called. And they're all bundled together and like you swim by them. And it's really freaking cool, man. That's really neat. Seeing how all of these creatures interact with one another. And there's actually a story being told through your character as well. Like there's something going on with your character in not only her personal life, but also like her career as well. So you're constantly being able to contact through your, you know, personalized submarine, your sister, your colleagues, that kind of stuff. And eventually as the game progresses and it's not a long game, I think the actual narrative took me maybe six hours total to finish. Um, there's something going on as well. And I don't want to give it away. Someone might want to play it and, and not be spoiled, but there's something else going on under the water. And uh, it, it's cool, man. It's a really cool game. I really like what they did with this. And it was super fun for me just in the middle of the night when I've got nothing else to do, man, I'm zoned out. I put this game on and I just swim around the fucking ocean, dude. Like it's so cool. freaking cool. Like just being able to go out there and explore. Cause you can play this. You don't have to do like what the game is telling you to do eventually you're going to have to because you're going to want to progress and you can't eventually get to different areas like it's not open world in that regard like it'll it'll plop you into a section of the ocean for the mission and then you can kind of spend as much time as you want doing it scanning the fish looking around finding other secrets whatever you want to do but eventually you're going to have to complete the objectives to end that mission and go back to your submarine there's no other way to go back (laughs) But it's I don't know, dude, it's a cool concept for a game. It's only twenty dollars. I can't recommend this enough. Like, it's nothing that's going to, like, 
blow you away in terms of story. But I think the way that they actually designed the creature AI and some of the mechanics underwater is worth seeing. It's really cool. It's really is cool. There, is there a day and night cycle in that game? You mentioned nighttime. There is in terms of like the missions. So some of the missions will take place like during the day and some of them take place during, you know, the evening hours or the nighttime hours. So you can't really control or let the passage of time go by itself. It's all Got dictated you. by the missions. Um, some of the missions have you diving deeper into the water. And of course, as you know, the deeper you get, it's just going to turn dark anyway. So, <laughs> right. But as you um, as you're up near the surface and kind of exploring around. Yeah. Some of like the, uh, the the time of day stuff that you get to experience throughout the missions is really cool because at nighttime, I guess everything just it has a different appeal to it underwater because you're getting to see these things. And oh man, it, it, it was a cool experience. Like I said, that that's really what I wanted from this game was the experience and not necessarily the gameplay. I was a little bit impressed by some of the gameplay elements as well, but the experience is really freaking cool. So definitely check it out if you're uh, nice. if you're interested in something fun, because that's that's something I'm going to look for on a sale, too, because that sounds that's like what something I, mean. I would really that's enjoy. What, that, that's what I mean. It's nothing that you're going to have to rush out and, you know, jump into right away. This game is going to go on some deep sales eventually. And again, for only being $20, I have to assume probably by the winter sale, it's going to be down to 10. And, and that's a good jumping in point right there, especially because the game's not long. Like I said, if you stick to the story, you'll be done in about six hours. But the amount of exploring that you can do throughout these missions and replayability, because there's so much going on and these creatures actually are following like a life kind of a thing. So, you know, as you follow them around, you know, they are swimming around and they are doing their own thing. So you might see stuff that you didn't see initially if you replay a mission or if you jump back into the game. So I don't know. I beat it this week. I did have fun with it. And I I do recommend jumping into it if you can, uh, if you if you want something like I said, if you want a really cool experience, because it left an impression on me, man. And it's really cool. It's really cool. I can dig it. I think you'd like the sperm whales, Sean. There's a lot of sperm whales in the game. Actually, <laughs> I, probably. But I, I was more interested in the uh, cuttlefish. Did you see any cuttlefish in there? <laughs> I don't know. The only, okay, I'm not making I'm not making any stupid jokes. Sperm whales are the main things that you're interested in in the game. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to clarify for everyone out there that thinks I'm making some dumb joke. Uh, I was, but sperm whales are the main creatures that you're following throughout the game. So they're freaking fascinating creatures too. Dude, just want to throw that out they, there. They made them fascinating in the game. Like holy crap, it's really freaking cool. Like, yeah. like I said, like the entire narrative is based around this pot of, of sperm whales and it's really freaking cool. It is. So go check it out. Maybe it's time we rename them just to give them a better image. Well, what would you call them instead? I don't know. They just need they just need a better a better PR manager. Can we can we just call them Sean Sean whales? I mean, it's not a bad call. You know, semen whales. I don't know. Large There's got to be something better. <laughs> Frank's ejaculate whales. <laughs> The dad milk whales, <laughs> prostate whales, the Franks, the Franks, dude. I like it. Just, Hey, Hey, there's a Frank over there. <laughs> Audio podcast. Just a fucking sperm whale. <laughs> Picks his head out of the ocean. Hey guys, <laughs> you guys should tell Frank that you really enjoyed his performance in Castaway. That was, uh, 
Yeah, too far? <laughs> no, not far enough. Is there a whale in Castaway? Not far enough. <laughs> I don't remember. That's why I didn't say Dude. anything. <laughs> you know when he goes he goes on the raft and like basically I remember the it, raft. Always, it always wakes him up, it blows water on him, and then it visits him after Wilson's gone, and then it wakes okay. him up when the boat shows up. Okay. Dude, it's been a while okay. since I've seen that movie. But yeah. It's a good we, movie. We rented that the other day. Tom Hanks really? classic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a good movie. I agree with that, but I don't know that I would go back and watch it right now. <laughs> It's kind of depressing. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, that, that movie made me a little sad. It's time for this week's preview of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We'll be taking a listen to Bonus Round from Balloon Fight, as this week Brian and Frank pay tribute to the late great Satoru Iwata while listening to music from games that he personally assisted with. Enjoy. new episodes of BG Mania are available every Wednesday morning. Come join us on this weekly musical adventure. Uh, game challenge update for week 28. I already said I, I did finish Beyond Blue, but I also finished The Last of Us Part 2. I finished two games this week. Holy crap. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Good job, man. That's way good. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I finished two games. It's been a while since I finished one game, to, so to finish two is incredible. Uh, Sean, I'm assuming you are at uh, zero for the week. No, man, but I, I did make it to chapter four on Xenoblade, and it's, that's Ooh, coming along okay. You're making progress. Nice, you are nice. making yeah. some progress, yeah. But not done you yet. Are, you are Story making progress. Dude, you got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I bet. There's 50 chapters. There's 700 chap. No. <laughs> when you're only at the Bionis knee, you got some trouble, man. That's just is the way that it is. Well, and, and, and I think it's worth saying you're probably putting, what, maybe an hour or two into the game at a time when you play. You're not sitting there for long periods of time. That's so. correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle, I know you finished a big game as well this week. I did. I finished two games actually this week. I did finish Ooh, The Last of Us Part you. 2. Yeah, I know, man. I finished The Last of Us Part 2, and I also finished Clay Game. Tell me about Clay Game. Yeah, it popped up on Reddit a few days ago. This guy, you know, made a bunch of claymation models in his house and used a bunch of cameras to take basically 3D pictures of them, imported them into his computer, and uh, made a game out of it. And so the entire game is claymation and uses these claymation models. It is a real janky game. Like, things just move funny. It's real rough around the edges, uh, but it's free. 
and I can't say I didn't have fun while I was playing it. Did you start it and finish it in one sitting? Like I it's did, a short yeah. experience, yeah? Yeah, it, it takes between an hour and two hours is my understanding. There's no combat. It's all puzzles. You just have to figure out these puzzles. Um, the, the puzzles kind of involve putting colors onto things and knowing what colors do what. I know that doesn't give you any like idea about what's going on it took me a while to figure it out as well but once i figured it out it was the puzzles were actually kind of fun and i kind of you know got the hang of them and it was kind of fun to do i don't know took me a little bit you know an hour and a half to get through but i enjoyed the game it was free why not so i played clay game why not uh updates then i'm at 55 after finishing my two games uh sean you're at two dan till at 14 and kyle finishing two games that takes you to 22 but uh the both games that you finished this week are from 2020 so that takes you down to uh just needing six more from 2020 nice yeah, six more from 2020. Uh, you still need Nier Automata. You still need Witcher 3. You still need God of War and still need Life is Strange 2 as well. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, I almost played Witcher 3 last night, but hopped into Clay Game instead. Nier Automata, that game does not go on sale. It doesn't that often. There are nope. no sales for Nier Automata. Uh, that, Life that, is Strange 2, I did buy. That's the one I'm still supposed buy. to send you. I got I to gotta actually buy. I got to actually mail that out to you. I got to yeah, send you. Yeah, I might just, I'll, I'll pay you for shipping on that one because. I, I, st- I got to send you the copy. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be cheaper for me to pay shipping both ways. Um, Witcher 3, like I said, I'm in it. I just need to get into it. Life is Strange 2, I own. God of War 2, I, I have and I'm ready to play. God of War so, 2, I want to play. You just I mean, played sorry, the original. Sorry, God of War, yeah, 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 <laughs> God yeah, of yeah, War yeah. 2 is what I want to play. <laughs> it's actually like, what, God of War 5 or something? God but, of War something, yeah. 5 or 6, who knows? Yeah, who so knows, I but, picked uh, New World for you, right? And it got delayed. Yep, and that got pushed to spring of next year. So Does Sean get a replacement? No. <laughs> Rip shot. Not until he not until he plays any games. Not until he catches up to I'm us. I'm not gonna play a game under Sean's command if he plays none. <laughs> I'm playing games, man. Come on. He's playing Sado Blade. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> that music right there, though. What a seven-day forecast this is going to be. This is going to be a good week. This is going to be a good week. But before we jump into that, we do have some Metacritic results to get to from last week. We did four games. We started off with Elden, Path of the Forgotten. I said 80. Sean, you said 75. Kyle said 78. And Dan said 73. Zero reviews. Sad face. Didn't get anything on what? that one. Sad. Get that yeah. crap out of here. Yeah, sad face. Uh, game number two, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. I said 84. Sean, you said 81. Kyle, you said 82. And Dan, also saying 81 alongside Sean. Seven reviews for the Nintendo Switch version. 84 is the official Metacritic. So I was dead on with that guess of 84. The nice other uh, the other consoles had like zero reviews as well. It's like, not too many reviews this week. <laughs> not too many reviews for the Metacritic, except... For Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise. I said 72. Sean, you said 75. Kyle, you said 65. Dan said 68. 40 reviews. 57, the Metacritic. Kyle closest with his guess of 65. I knew it. Yeah, well, I did too. I did too. I, I was, uh, I was, I, I, I went with the 72 hoping it would be good, but I remember saying there's a good chance this game's going to read really bad. <laughs> Because the first one was too. They are cult classic hits, though. Um, they are they are definite cult classic hits. The fourth game I actually need to check right now because when I looked last night, there was three reviews, and I want to see. I'm actually looking it up now. 
as I type if there's been a fourth review, because otherwise we have to throw this one out as well. Uh, nope, still three reviews for Sword Art Online Alicization like Horus, so we have to throw this one out too. Uh, even though I did say 64, Sean, you said 69, Kyle said 60, Dan said 62, but uh, also no reviews on that one, so throwing it out. Which means, Kyle, you and I tied, but I had a dead on. You had a dead on, baby. And you went over for your guess. So. You've been on a roll lately, my man. Uh, two yeah, weeks you in have. Row. Two weeks in you a row. Fact, it. Yeah. I think that means... I stopped keeping score, so... Congratulations, Brian. You're the Big Bad Booty Duty Champion of Level Down Games, and you get to pick the game of the week and deliver the closing remarks, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. It's all for yeah. fun now, though. I, I did keep. I did stop. Like I said, I stopped keeping score, so... <laughs> of course. But we have five games to get to for the seven-day forecast this week, and it is a really, really good week for gaming. This is, this is a lot of good games on here. We're kicking things off. Coming on Tuesday, tomorrow, to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Neon Abyss. Neon Abyss is a frantic roguelite action platformer where you run and gun your way into the abyss. Featuring unlimited item synergies and a unique dungeon evolution system, each run diversifies the experience and every choice alters the rule set. We uh, all just recently looked into this one because of Thunderdome recently, and I, awesome. I think we're all really fucking pumped for this game. <laughs> looks way good, dude. This game looks yep. incredible. This game looks, tight, looks incredible. Uh, I I think I'm deaf. Dude, of the five games coming this week, there's a good chance I'm getting four of these five games, and this is one of the ones I'm definitely buying. Like, this looks incredible. Uh, Metacritic guesses on Neon Abyss. Make sure you're in the staff quarters channel. Neon Abyss reveal in three, two, one, go. Oh, dang. Okay, 81 from me and Kyle and an 85 from Sean. hey <laughs> Kyle writing in, that sucks, man. Unfortunate for us. <laughs> Unfortunate for us that we thought the same way. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Brian. No, I know. That means it's going to be a good game regardless, and, and that's all that matters. So uh, that's awesome, and I'm really looking forward to playing this game. I hope it ends up being good because it looks What's good. the price? Do we have a price on this? I wonder if it's listed yet. Neon Abyss Steam. Let's it's see on if there's Steam, a price. But I don't I don't see a Steam price. Let me Neon Abyss. I, I, I would say probably twenty, but I don't know. Their Twitter is not saying a price either. But they are they do say purchase Neon Abyss up to one week after release and you'll receive the lovable rogues DLC for free. So at least there's that. But I don't know how much yeah. it actually is gonna be. It doesn't say, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm definitely buying it regardless. Game number two, coming also on Tuesday to Nintendo Switch. It's Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Experience the joys of life on the farm in this reimagining of a timeless Story of Seasons classic. This used to be called Harvest Moon, Friends of Mineral Town, when it initially came out. Your farming life begins in Mineral Town, a charming village surrounded by nature. You've returned after many years to restore your late grandfather's farm to its former glory. Care for crops, livestock, and more as your very own story of seasons unfolds. This is one of the best Harvest Moon games that ever came out. So it's really exciting that the original Harvest Moon team, that I know it's confusing, they do story of seasons now, but this is the original Harvest Moon team. And uh, it's exciting that they're reimagining this game and making it a story of seasons game and just, you know, bringing it back. This is one of my favorite Harvest Moons. I'm definitely picking this up. This is not one that I'm looking forward to, unfortunately. I liked the old Harvest Moon games, but I do not like the updated graphical style of this game. I think it looks lifeless. I don't know. I can, I, I, I can see the I can see the complaints and I can see the issues. I can. 
I can. The colors look uninspired. It's just a weak palette. The did you play the initial? Just feels, or I'm sorry, the original Friends of Mineral Town. I don't think I've played Friends of Mineral Town, but I've played some of the older Harvest Moon games. Yeah. And this like just a wonderful look life like on GameCube and that like dude, those games were so good, man. Those games were so good. What's back the original in the day. on uh, Super Nintendo? Super Nintendo, yeah, that one's so fucking awesome. And then yeah, Marvel Super Sixty-Four, dude, it's so good. They're good games, they really are. Metacritic guesses on this one though. Let's let's see where we think this one's gonna fall. Let's see. These games are usually pretty good. Reveal in three, two, one, go. Okay. <laughs> I went a lot higher than you guys. 69 from Sean, 70 from Kyle, 83 from me. Okay. You guys are right there. 69, 70, neck and neck. You're both thinking yeah, it's Sean, not going to be Sean good. went a little lower than I thought he did. I thought I was taking the low on this one, but that's okay. I thought okay. Sean was going to be quite a bit higher. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, boys. That's okay. That's okay. I'll take the high on that one. Uh, game number three, come also coming on Tuesday. Last game for Tuesday. Coming to PC, PS, or Xbox One. Actually, I take that back. There's something else on Tuesday as well, but... It's not in the forest. Rocket Arena, an explosive, <laughs> speaking of three, an explosive 3v3 shooter where you're never out of action. Master your hero's unique rockets and abilities to rule the arena and become a champion. Adapt your strategy with an ever-growing roster of diverse heroes with distinctive powers. Unearth new strategies and tactics based on your squad. Explore a wide variety of dynamic maps, and I do think that's the strong point of this game, the maps. And discover the true depth of rocket gameplay. Kyle, as the uh, only one here on the show today that actually cares about these games, I know Sean and I really don't care too much. Dan's not here to talk about it. Are you excited for Rocket Arena? Not really. I'm going to be honest. There's there's not a lot about this game that interests me. I think it looks cool. The gameplay looks at least a little different than, you know, similar games in the genre to make it you know, stand out in in different ways. Like you said, the rocket gameplay, I think, is pretty. The maps look pretty incredible. Neat. The maps look really cool. So it, it does not look like a bad game, but it is a $30 game. Yeah, that's unfortunate. This should be free to play. And it's not a game that and I'm not saying that all games I want to play should be free. I'm just these not types sure that this is should a be, game though. that I would pay $30 for. Personally. These, types of, these types of games that are, you know, that live and die by the microtransaction and the cosmetic stuff. They should be free because it, it, it encourages more people to jump in and encourages more people to spend money on your game. Uh, Metacritic guesses. Let's see where we end up on Rocket Arena then. Let's see. Reveal in three, two, one, go. 74 for me, 78 from Kyle, and a 62 from Sean. I'm sorry, man. I just, I am not into this game. I, no. I can't even begin to tell you. Like, it, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to come on this show and dump on games because I feel like we should support every game coming out. I feel it's like all every about developer, the positivity, the power well, you, of you positivity, know, as the New Day said best. I, not, not so much that. I want to be authentic, no, but no. I feel like the we should reward people for putting products out, right? Like, just because it's not my thing doesn't mean I need to be so negative that it changes somebody else's chance of possibly getting it. But I just do not feel like I want to play the game based off of what I saw. I, I don't think that the game has enough going on for it to be a game that costs money. I agree with Kyle. I think 3v3, there's better, cheaper experiences out there in the MOBA environment or shooter environment that has more than 3v3. 
And so for that reason, I just, I can't see this game doing well. I think that's going to affect a lot of people's review. I thought Sean was kind of pulling the Randy Jackson right now in American Idol. And, and you know, man, it's, it's a no from me, dog. That's where I was expecting him to go. That's where I was expecting him to go. For that real, like on X-Fat. And for that reason, I'm not going to choose you. <laughs> like Shark Tank. And for that reason, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Game number four. The, one of the big ones this week. Coming on Friday. PlayStation 4, Ghost of Tsushima. A Never storm is coming. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> this game sounds like garbage. <laughs> In the late 13th century, the Mongol Empire has laid waste to entire nations along their campaign to conquer the East. Tsushima Island is all that stands between mainland Japan and a massive Mongol invasion fleet led by the ruthless and cunning general Khotun Khan. As the island burns in the wake of the first wave of the Mongol assault, samurai warrior Jin Sakai stands as one of the last surviving members of his clan. He is resolved to do whatever it takes, at any cost, to protect his people and reclaim his home. He must set aside the traditions that have shaped him as a warrior to forge a new path, the path of the ghost, and wage an unconventional war for the freedom of Tsushima. I'm excited for this, man. I'm, I'm really come out excited. Now, I feel like this is game of the year. I, man, that's a tough statement to say right now. But I, I right now, and I still, and I have been before I played it, I'm more hyped for this than I was for The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm still more hyped for this than I was for The Last of Us Part 2. Now that I finished The Last of Us 2, I really hope Ghost of Tsushima delivers. I really do. Because Last of Us 2 was incredible. It was an incredible fucking game. Go check out the media files from Friday. Listen to the spoiler cast. Ghost of Tsushima Metacritic guesses. Reveal in 3, 2, 1, go. It's an 89 for me, an 83 from Kyle, and a 92 from Sean. Sean, finally taking the high on something here. Hey, man, I've been I've been rolling deep, man. I got to get up to the surface and and catch my breath. Kyle, interesting that you Another and I both Destiny's in the 80s. Child reference. Yeah, I think that it'll probably skew a little higher than my score. I think we're probably going to see it around a 80. I think it'll probably land around the 85, 86. Area. I went 89 just to kind of be in the 80s. I, I don't think this cracks the 90s, but I did go with 89 just to kind of cover the spectrum. I thought both of you guys were going to be in the 90s. <laughs> Which is why I went nice. literally as low as I could go and not be in the 90s. <laughs> well, see, I, I don't think we're going to. I think 86 is probably where this one's going to top out, maybe 85. And uh, so I, I went a little low so that just in case there was a split like there is, you yeah, taking 89, I get the smart. under point on that. Uh, game number five, the last game on the seven day forecast this week. A big one as well. Also coming Friday to Nintendo Switch, Paper Mario, the Origami King. The kingdom has been ravaged by an origami menace. Join Mario and his new partner, Olivia, as they battle evil folded soldiers, repair the damaged landscape, and try to free Princess Peach's castle from the clutches of King Ollie in this comedy-filled adventure. Battle the folded soldiers in ring-based battles that challenge you to strategically line up enemies to maximize damage. At a battle, Mario can use the arm-extending 1,000 fold arms ability in specific spots to interact with the landscape to pull, peel, hit, and more. Join Mario, Olivia, and their companions on a journey of laughter and emotion, thrills, and a whole lot of folding. Kyle, are you excited for this one? I am, and this is because I'm the only person on the entire planet that enjoyed both Sticker Star and Color Splash. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I think that... I think those, that games those, those are both 
those do not suck. They are not bad games. And and I challenge you right Paper now to... They are not Paper Mario games, though. Like, oh, they're they not. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they, Brian, you don't get to decide what a Paper Mario game is because you're not Mr. Nintendo. I should Paper be Mr. Mario Nintendo. Paper Mario is whatever they want it to be. So, <laughs> if they were, if they were called... Paper Guy Strikes Again and Paper Guy Color Paper Me Boy, Time. Dude, Paper Boy was a great game on the Super Nintendo. Heck yeah, it was, man. Wait, Paper Boy? Like the guy on the bicycle? Hell yeah. And you deliver yeah, the, you the throwing bugle. the fucking papers through the windows and hitting okay, them ghosts well, okay, and gargoyles. Well, okay, not Paper Boy. Not Paper Boy. Paper what about dude. a Paper Boy, Paper Mario crossover? That'd be pretty cool. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. You're Paper <laughs> Mario, you're on the bike, and you're throwing... It would be a good, like... Oh, dude, that'd be a funny spot if they ever did that. It'd be cool. Yeah, maybe it's time to bring Paper Boy back. It might be. I remember they tried to do that at one point. It didn't work out. Is there a Paper Boy on the SNES Online or NES Online? Not no. yet. No. Okay, holler at your boy, Nintendo. Let's get this going because they I They did just add that. Donkey Kong Country, though, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, I started playing Donkey Wild Kong Country on and there, too. Two other games, yeah. Uh, Natsume Championship Wrestling and then something else, yeah. Right. And in Japan, they added uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, good game. Good game. Freaking losers. Nice. Metacritic guesses. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Reveal in three, two, one, go. 93 from me, 87 from Sean, and an 81 from Kyle. You guys are out of your mind to think this is going to score anything over like an 82. 93, Kyle. 93. You are crazy. <laughs> 93. We're going back to that original Paper Mario style. The Thousand Year Door was so good. What was the Thousand Year Door on Metacritic? Let's see here. Uh, 100 probably. The thousand love Year that game. Door... Metacritic. Let's see. What was that one? Oof, 87. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the highest rated one in the series, too. 87. Is that why you went 87, Sean? <laughs> no, that's a funny coincidence. I, here's the deal, man. I think Sticker I Star has like a 73 or 74, so. Yeah. Dang. Here's here's the deal with Nintendo Switch generation. A lot of the first party stuff that Nintendo's put out has been gold. They are on fire. And if they're utilizing the Switch to make this game even better, I think it totally overrides the past experiences because I'm just going to be honest, the old systems weren't as great as the Switch as far as games utilizing the features and you know enjoying the handheld versus TV. I think there's a lot there that the experience could be way different than any other Paper Mario game in the past. So I, I don't know. I mean, I get Kyle's Kyle's probably the one who's played them the most, and so I trust his judgment, but I'm hoping he's wrong. 93! I, I, gotta, I gotta win, man. <laughs> You're a crazy person. I, I do want to point out one more interesting fact about Paper Mario the Origami King. This is the last Nintendo game with a, any sort of scheduled release date. Isn't that fucking wild? Starting on Friday... We will have no, no upcoming idea. Nintendo published no games idea what with they're release doing. dates. What are they doing? Not a <laughs> single one. I'm actually all in favor of that, dude. I think that they need to start doing some more surprises. No, this is bad. No, they need to this give people bad. an this incentive is... to buy a console in yeah, a year when they're about to get fucking to buy a Switch. People are selling their Switch, Sean. It's a bad idea not to give people an idea of what's coming because people will sell their systems and go buy a PS5 or go buy an Xbox Series X because we know we're getting games for that. <laughs> Yeah, but th those aren't coming out for uh, another couple months. They have plenty of time to make What is Nintendo doing in the next couple months? Nothing. We need to know what they're doing. That's the issue. 
<laughs> nah, dude, it's fine. There are only, you know they're, you know they're going to pull something only, out soon. Hold on, I'm going to make sure that I got this right. I believe that there are only four first-party Nintendo games that are even announced right now. Announced? You know what? You're correct. Uh, and, like, I think two of them. Three of them. Three of them have no release three? dates. Is it three? Because I know Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3. <laughs> and, That's the two I was thinking uh, of. And Breath of the Wild Breath 2. Breath of the Wild 2. Sorry, yeah, completely forgot about that one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I will make the argument that all of those games are potential system must-haves or buys. If you are a fan of Nintendo, you will keep your Switch for that. You will. It's you, not they enough. They already have announced enough, it's not enough. to keep you, it. I'm a diehard Nintendo person, and I'm not touching my Switch right now. There's just nothing there pulling me in. Like, Paper Mario is a good start, but there's got to be something else quickly announced. Quickly announced. Then now I will say there are rumors. July 20th, potential Nintendo Direct. I'm sure you've seen that date floating around. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that actually comes to pass. But Nintendo needs to do something quick, dude. They I do. got faith, man. I got faith. Ye of little faith, man. I'm Hold losing on. faith. Hold I'm strong. losing faith fast. And I'm, I'm somebody know. that always gives the benefit of the doubt. And I'm losing faith fast. There's something that will be coming out. Something is going to come out. Yeah, the Mario fucking games that we know about. Like the, the 35th anniversary for Mario. We're going to get the collection. I Honestly, dude, I'm scared that that's it. I'm really scared that that's it. Also dropping this week, Tuesday, Death Stranding comes to PC. Oh, yeah. Not a little ditty called Death Stranding. Yeah, that's also coming on PC. But we're not spending too much time on it because, you know, we already talked about it a lot earlier uh, earlier this year. Beginning of the year, actually, and uh, late last year. I don't even so. know if my PC can run it. <sighs> Mine can't right now. Mine can't do anything right now. Gosh, dude. Ah, pick of the week this week. Uh, come on, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Is it though? Because you were pretty yes. hyped about story seasons. <laughs> I mean, I am hyped on story seasons. <laughs> man, any other week, any other week, any of these games could win. Any, any, any of the week. And then not Rocket Arena. But the other four. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the other four, any week, the, you know, these games would be uh, clearly a potential winner. But yeah, it's going to be a strong week, man. And I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to play these games this week. Like I said, four out of the five games minus Rocket arena i'm excited for and rocket arena probably is the most excited for a a team-based shooter than than i've been in a long time because of the map design i'm so intrigued by that map design man it's like i want to play that game if i somehow get a copy of it they say here you go here's a copy of rocket arena i'd fucking play it i'd check it out not after (laughs) it lambasted it they're gonna be like oh man we're not giving those guys anything. No, they'll have to give it to Streamer Dan. He's 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 the only one not talking crap. If you can loot in that game, he's there. If you can loot, if you can shoot. <laughs> Dan's there. That's it. What's up, everybody? This is Kyle from The Media Files, a brand new podcast brought to you by LevelDownGames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Me and a special guest are going to sit down and talk about everything from video games to music, movies, television, sports, comics, books, you name it. We're probably going to talk about it on The Media Files, and we want you to be a part of that conversation. Search for The Media Files, that's one word, The Media Files, wherever you get your podcasts. We have talked a decent amount about the next generation, though. Uh, obviously, we kind of got on a uh, on a tangent during the new releases or the seven day forecast. So apologies for getting sidetracked, but it is going to bring us lot. right into the main discussion for this week, <laughs> because going back to talking on next gen, we found out last week that 2K is going to be increasing the cost of NBA 2K21 on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X to sixty nine ninety nine. Since that story came out, 
more publishers have confirmed that they are looking to increase the games from $59.99 to $69.99. And it's been a while since games have increased. The last time this happened was at the beginning of the Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 era. That's when games went from the standard $49.99 to $59.99. So it's been a while. It's been almost 20 years. 16 or so, right? So is it time for games to go to $70? It's something that I think all of us saw coming eventually. But you also need to be aware that, I mean, how far does a dollar go, you know, in in today's standards? And you can watch a movie for a couple of bucks. You can rent a movie for two or three dollars online. And, you know, if it's a new release, maybe five or six bucks you can rent it for. And that's not a lot of money. Five or six dollars, you can part with that. But think about how much it was 20 years ago to rent a movie. It was the same price. We were still paying three, four, maybe five or six dollars for new releases just to rent a film, right? And so these these prices are creeping a little bit closer towards that that territory of one hundred dollars. And one hundred dollars, I think, holds this this magic place in our brains as a lot of money, right? Once something costs a hundred dollars, that thing then costs a lot of money, right? The funny I mean, thing it's, is, it's, as gamers, we're already spending that on games, though. Now, like, if you actually look at it and break down the games. It, when, when you buy this, if if I shouldn't say when, if you buy a season pass for these games, if you buy DLC, you know, the games already cost sixty nine ninety nine or seventy nine. I'm sorry, fifty nine ninety nine now. So sixty bucks. What are the season passes normally? Twenty, thirty bucks. Yeah. You're already maybe, almost spending uh, $100. Well, fifteen dollars, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You're already you're, yeah, getting, you're getting closer, closer, closer to that. that price point. You're getting closer to that price point anyways. And that's and if you if you buy like a, you know, special edition or something like that, there's a chance you're getting uh, yeah, a ninety you know, or hundred dollar game. Too. Gold edition or the premium right. edition right. or the, the Sean edition, edition, which is like $2. Yeah. The yeah. big dog the edition. The Frank edition, which comes with some spicy nuggets from Wendy's. Yeah, it's actually four CDs. It's four CDs. It couldn't fit it all on one. Because it can't all fit on one. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I miss Frank so much, man. It's Poor not Frankie. right. We can't Poor do Frankie. this anymore. <laughs> but I don't know. I Part of me says this is just kind of the natural evolution of pricing as things go up, you know, prices go up. The cost of making these games is increasing the substantially. The cost of making the games has definitely increased over the last 20 years. But the consumer base for the games has increased a lot as well. And, you know, if if you make a good game and you give it to a market in order to make it widely accessible to the market where a lot of people can get a hold of it and a lot of people can play it, you're going to make a ton of money off of that game. Most of the of the video games that top the revenue-generating lists in the world, you know, these records, are games that are either free-to-play or very, very cheap. Right? Fortnite comes to mind immediately. That's a free to play game, but these battle passes, these these, you know, games as a service models are the ones that are making the most money now. And so I have to think that at some point that price creeping upwards is going to have diminishing returns and will actually, you know, result in a net loss for these companies because kids can't jump into a $70 video game. That's not something, you know, that's something you're really going to think about before you purchase $70. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And that's all, I mean, and, and 
we should state that there have been games that cost $69.99. Shit, there's been games that cost $79.99 before. Like, if you look back through old, like, Christmas catalogs on the Super Nintendo, uh, I forget, but, like, first-party Nintendo games back in that era sometimes used to cost upwards of, like, $80, so it's not it's not like it's something that's never been done before either. And this is this is American dollars, by the way, U.S. dollars, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. No. People like, that live in Australia and the U.K. have been, you know, screwed exponentially more than us in terms of game pricing for many years now. And, and if games increase again, I mean, we have a lot of, you know, international people that listen to the show. We have a lot of international people in our discord. So, um who, who is Sev? it in there? Was it Severin that was talking about yes. how, yeah, like the, the crazy pricing over there already? Like, it's crazy. Yeah, Sev- Severin's just eating his uh his beans and crumpets all day because he can't afford anything else because he's spending all his money on these video games. What the hell did he say the, uh, yesterday that you got like A wig and bop? <laughs> A wig and bop? Is that what he called it? And I was like. <laughs> legit. Legit Kyle, when I read that. Kyle, you're like, uh, okay, I got most of that. And then you just lost yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, some of that I understood. I got, I I understood some of those words. I understood the A's and the the's. I was like, Fetty Wap, what? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what it was, dude. I I couldn't even begin to tell you. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, dude, that could be a a ton of different things over here. I have no idea. So (laughs) I love Sev, dude. That guy, that guy's hilarious. But you you know what? I'm going to take a different approach on this, man. I am... I am not about paying $70 for a video game, and here's here's why. If it merits it, yes, but not all games are created equal, and you know that there are going to be games that jump on this wagon where they're like, oh yeah, 70 bucks, guys, that's the norm, gotta charge it. If I get another My Time at Porsche debacle because I paid $70 for a game, I'm going to lose a lot of trust real fast, and I know that the trend right now is that some games will cost less, and I get that, but I know that I will pay $70 for a game, and expect the moon and I know I'm not going to get it and it's just setting up these games for failure to charge that much because you better have a dang good game for $70 that's a lot of freaking money and I get it like over time you spend 70 on a game but that's over time that's not one lump sum right at the beginning just to get in the door what if you play five hours into a game what if it doesn't pass the 20 minute test now I know that I'm a joke on that, but that's what if some oh, people just stop right there, in? man. I know I'm, I'm going <laughs> to cut that. I know I'm, I'm a joke. joke. I'm just going to clip that. I'm gonna, I know there. I'm a joke. <laughs> oh gosh, that's you know what? Hey, I'll take that. But I think at <laughs> the end of the day, we're making our own Sean soundboard. I think at the end of the day, man, you better have a dang good game for seventy bucks. If if you don't, no one's going to be buying games anymore because the trend is going to be, oh wow, I'm not going to pay seventy bucks to be disappointed. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see if this game's any good and you're gonna have way less people doing that even looking at games that are coming up first of all i'm not you know i'm i like madden games i like basketball games i don't like them 70 dollars worth yeah exactly right this godfall game that we saw in the in the ps5 preview slideshow whatever i was the only one that was kind of like oh yeah that game looks kind of tight i don't think it looks 70 bucks tight i think 70 bucks is like game of the year tight like that better be a 
like top five game of the year category. Absolutely. I'm not paying 70 for some run of the mill every year comes out game, which is exactly what we just saw with the uh, NBA game, right? That's the one that's 70 bucks now, 2K? Uh, going to be, yeah. yeah, when it comes out on PS5 yeah. and Xbox Series X. Yeah. No effing way. Besides the people who have bought that game religiously, is anyone going to be like, oh, yeah, I think I want to try that? You know, it's if you want to try it, buy the game that came out two years ago and play that because it's basically the same game, barring some features that they add into it, they sprinkle in. And and then I guess you're good, you know, if you're OK with playing with players on old teams and stuff and that doesn't bother you. I think for me, this this whole situation is is a bit interesting because I am in a unique spot to where, you know, I, and we always say it when we when we, you know, it's full disclosure. A lot of a lot of publishers and developers, you know, give us access to the games. So, you know, we don't pay for a lot of things, but things that I am buying and paying for, I almost think games are just worth that price point now because of the cost of development i know like the whole argument about you know only triple a big budget games deserve to have the 70 dollars price point smaller games shouldn't have that but i actually I, I disagree um speaking from someone that is broke as fuck i have zero money and it's hard for me to buy games when they come out so you know the the games that we do get you know, it's awesome because it allows us to cover them. And then every other little bit of revenue that we make, I am dumping back into buying games to either cover for the website or, or for the podcast. And there's a lot of games that I can't afford. So increasing the price is tough for me. Like if, if we're not getting access to it, then having to pay more per game is tough for me. But I'm willing to do it because I know that these guys and girls that are making the game aren't making enough money on their games. I know that to be true. These guys are underpaid. They're, they're like their work conditions are so much fucking shitty. We talk about it all the time. And maybe that would be better if games cost more. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to think that it would be, but I can't say with any type of certainty. But I do think it's time that that games actually do jump up another ten dollars. I think as 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 everything naturally progresses, things get more expensive just because it's just the way it's always been. You're telling me that you want the money increase to go to the people who deserve it, but you and I both know that's not going to happen. Well, that's the problem. I, that's I know, the issue. I, and I'm not saying the money would go to them. I'm saying that maybe their work conditions would be better if the big companies that they're working for had more money. It's not though, and you and, and see, here's the problem with big companies that not a lot of people think about initially when they think about justifying increases. You know where that money's going to go. They're going to reinvest it into the company but they're going to do it their way they're not going to make conditions better for the workers because that's the norm and people are dying to go into that business who are dreamers they're always going to have fresh people coming in always the only problem they have in that industry mm, is i disagree burnout. people are I, actually I, starting I, their own companies people are making smaller development studios to avoid going to these big places because of the shit work conditions and like you know the crunch and and all this stuff so it's an interesting thing, man. It really is like this. This whole thing could have a lot of like blowback and a lot of I don't know. This could hopefully maybe change things for the better. I don't know. I would wish that I really would. But I don't see that happening. I, th I think the money is going to go right to the people who don't need it. I think they're going to pad their pockets. If we've seen any kind of situation where a company should have gotten better, it hasn't. Look at look at uh, Bungie. Look at, you know, Blizzard being under the Activision umbrella. Those companies suffered more. 
you know, you look at people diving out of those companies who used to love working there, and they arguably make more money as a combined entity than they ever did on their own. And it just goes to show that that logic right there does not work. You look at other companies where they've lost tons of talent. They've gotten bigger over the years. They've lost more talent. They've made more money. They haven't improved their conditions. You can't tell me as a consumer that you're confident that things are going to get better when they charge more money for games when they've already made big moves across the industry over the years to increase that, to make it better, and they haven't. So where's the faith in that now? Am I just supposed to jump on board and say, new gen, new price, I hope everything works? I don't see it. I don't have the faith. I don't believe that that is going to be the case. I think they're going to take the money and they're going to run with it. And then I, just like everyone else, is wondering around, wow, if I buy six games this year at $70 instead of what they used to be, I lose out on an entire game just so people can get more money who don't need it, who make tons of money anyways, who should never make that much money based off of how how little they do for the actual gameplay experience. I was say, you're, you're, you're talking like the CEOs and like the, the, yeah, big, the, big the, the Bobby Kotick's of Activision. <laughs> the, the and, board and make members, no mistake right? about it, this is coming from someone, I have an MBA. I am a manager at an organization. I am familiar with corporate structure. I'm familiar well, like a with Mr. Education right here. <laughs> Laying the fucking smackdown on you right Listen now. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there is, this is a, called a huge degree. Oh my gosh! This piece you know of paper what? right here. This gives me the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Sean just I'm resorts telling to, you, resorts dude. to the Duke. <laughs> the, the boss of the people who make those games make five times more than they do, and they no, they never do. Give it's, it back. It's, it's, it's stupid. And it's stupid to sit here and think that they're just going to magically change that. They're not. And and I'm not trying to be rude or abrasive or combative at all. I just am saying that it's stupid to sit here and charge more money for something when you could do it for less and make probably more selling it at a, at a higher volume at a lower price. It It just doesn't appeal to me. So if it doesn't appeal to me, someone who should understand it more because I have business background, how does it feel to a guy who's 22, works at freaking Chick-fil-A or worse, like somewhere that pays even less and they're freaking sitting there saving up on their paychecks, just waiting for a game to come out to buy it. And then they're disappointed for $70, which is most of the time the case. Nothing you wrong with working at Chick-fil-A, me, by the way. <laughs> No, Chick- Chick-fil-A is dope. Chick-fil-A is dope. But you don't make $80,000 a year at Chick-fil-A and can just throw away seventy dollars to $100 whenever you want. You just don't. So don't sit here and tell me that it's worthwhile to spend that much money on something when most of the gamers out there don't make that kind of money. That's why I put it into into my shoes. I'm fucking broke as hell. And I wouldn't be able to afford anything, that, that you know, increasing the price. But I still see how the increase of the price of games could be a beneficial thing i could see it but i don't have the faith that they'll do it and i know i'm kicking a horse and i know i know i'm going in circles but i agree with you that there's promise i just i don't know that they'll fulfill it you know no man i hope i i i think it's interesting that you know they're they're now is the time to do it you know what i mean like like maybe 
I wonder if people were thinking about it and then they weren't just going to say anything. And then 2K is like, nope, we're doing it with NBA 2K. And then everyone else is like, oh, well, shit, well, if they're doing it, maybe we can do it, too. I, I don't know if that's like the, the mentality here, but it's an interesting time to consider the increase because we are living in such a different world right now with, you know, and not even just the gaming industry. Yeah, next gen's coming. But look at the state of the world right now. And it's hard to charge that much when people are collecting unemployment. It's hard to charge for fucking anything like people. You know, unemployment is is so, so high right now in terms of the amount of people on it. And obviously with with the pandemic, still an ongoing thing. We were wondering for the longest time if next gen was even still going to happen this year. And now we're talking about the price increase for potential games. So it's it's interesting that, you know, yes, it's something that probably needs to be discussed and it probably needs to happen. You know, the big budget. I, I agree with Sean with what you said. I, there needs to be some sort of like. I don't want to say guideline, but like oversight, some kind yeah, of check like, like and some, some checks sort of and balances. Like, yeah, like you know, like the big, you know, like the Last of Us Part Two. That's probably worth seventy dollars. Ghost of Tsushima probably worth $70. Like your big budget games like that are probably worth $70. Origami King $100. <laughs> <laughs> but my time at Porsche since you mentioned it, I agree it's not a $70 $100. Strictly for Polly. <laughs> I'm telling you. Kyle's throwing the 200 deal. bucks at Polly alone. I will, t- I will say this. The issue right now is that a lot of people are on unemployment benefits and they're not hurting that much and maybe you can justify that because of all of the inflation that's going to come from this fake money printed to keep the economy afloat but that's that, that is a very very hard conversation to have like if you want to justify it just on economics maybe after this year I could see it especially this year is the linchpin right that's what I mean it's an interesting time to bring it into the discussion if you really think about like the the grand scheme of everything and how it all is going to fit together it's an interesting time to bring this up well, I tell you right now if people don't think that prices are going up around the board everywhere just because of the economy suffering don't be surprised don't be surprised if your gallon milk price goes up all these different things because basically what's happening is the u.s is printing money that they don't have to keep the economy going and giving it out as a quote-unquote stimulus that's what a stimulus is and what happens is is they devalue the dollar they make prices go up and that's the dollars worth less so to sit here and say like oh 10 more dollars for a game i don't know if that's going to be the right price just on inflation alone i don't think it is i think that's more than what it should be but if that's what they need to charge to make quality games maybe i just need to shut up you know it's <laughs> but make a quality game was my I point don't, i don't right? think 70 dollars is the 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 barrier to make a quality game i've played so many quality games that are like five dollars and ten dollars <laughs> yeah no definitely or free. I, or free with clay game that kyle talked about earlier 10 out of 10, baby. No, I, well, I mean, the original not. Doom I bought on sale for like 10 or 15 bucks, and that was a 10 out of 10 for me, you know? And so I will say this, is is that a lot of these first-party games, because they're first-party and console-exclusive, with the exception of Nintendo, go on sale relatively quickly. And if, if $70 is too much for you, wait six months. You'll yeah, find it you don't have to buy price. it right away, right? You don't have to buy things right away. If if the if the if the top price point is out of your reach, there is nothing that says you can't wait for a sale. 
Yeah, but some of those games don't go on sale for like a year or two after they come out. Play something uh, else. Nintendo games never do. Play something else, man. If you can't afford it, play something. There's so many good games out there. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I guess it, it would suck if you can't play like the one thing that you want to play. But I guess that's the going back to Nintendo needing to announce their shit. That's why it's a good idea to know what's coming so you can budget ahead of time. <laughs> and if you bought the Ichio bundle, you'll never run out of things to play. That's true. For $5, you have what? For 17,000 or 1,700 games or some crazy yes, number, yes, number 1,600, like 1,700, something like that. That Clubhouse Games, like, here's here's a great illustration like, cl- of Clubhouse how Games or Itch.io? Because Clubhouse Games is another thing entirely. The Clubhouse Games, the 51 that came out okay. on Switch, right? Okay. Something I else downloaded the then. demo. <laughs> I downloaded the demo. I was very impressed with the graphical fidelity of the game. For the mini game style, they did a really good job on the graphics. I looked at that game and I was like, wow, I'm having fun with this, but is it $40? Like, I think that game is I, worth $40. I do. I think it's worth 40 bucks, but I'm like, oh man, do I, I really so want to, do I want to buy it right now? Like, so if I'm looking at a game that's um like really worth it for 40, what's going to make me buy games for 70? Like, what do you got to show me to make me buy a game at 70? Like, I almost think, wow, maybe you something's wrong with that, me. You answer that question for us then. What do we have to show you to make you buy a game for $70? That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't think that a direct style presentation is going to get me hyped about a game that boobs could be on the edge. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, you can never turn down. Because if you want boobs, all you got to do is play The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, or, really? uh, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yes, he's not wrong. Slight spoiler there, but there is a set. <laughs> I mean, who cares, right? It's it's not that yeah, big of a spoiler. A <laughs> it's just boobs. It's not. <laughs> Now some people are like running out to buy the game. People turned off the podcast. They ran out of their house. (laughs) They they ruined the last of us too for me by telling me there's boobs. (laughs) There is some dude at Walmart right now who's like, hell yeah, brother. Let's get it done. (laughs) Witcher 3, there's there's boobs in that game. Witcher 3, there's a lot of, fuck yeah, there is a lot of boobs in that game. Oh, man. G Fuel and Coke. Time to put on the beer goggles. (laughs) Some some magic drink. (laughs) (laughs) Got any of that magic? <laughs> got any of that G Fuel, homie? Come on now. They better start giving us some money. The Crazy D concoction? Oh, oh man. man. The Crazed Eleven. Heaven. <laughs> seven seconds in heaven. <laughs> Let us know what you think about the next gen games. Are you willing to pay seventy dollars? Are are you not? I mean, what what's your opinion? We want to know. We want to we want to hear from you. Jump into our Discord server. Let us know what you think on on the next gen game pricing potentially going up. Because like I said, Inter- international too. Yeah, tell us international yeah, how you feel. Yeah, we've already heard from Severin, but you know, Severin, we want to hear from you again. We want to hear from you again every day. You tell Sean how much he sucks every single day. Yeah, you come on down and you tell me. All right. <laughs> I've been doing it for 32 years. <laughs> Still hasn't sunk in, baby. <laughs> Okay, that music right there means it's time for a little kickstart my heart. And Kyle, I got something interesting this week. I got something interesting because it's a game about mole rats and depression. (laughs) (laughs) Right up my alley. When I play a game, there's two things I look for. (laughs) Must buy. Pledge this right right now. Mole rats and depression. This is a game about mole rats and depression. It's called Duru. D-U-R-U. Duru is a 2D puzzle platformer about the mole rat Thule who is suffering from depression. 
The focus of the game is on misunderstandings that may happen in everyday social situations with someone who suffers from this illness. Oh, it also gosh, offers some solutions that can help in this situation. So this game is for those who want to learn about depression, but are afraid of the topic. It is also a game for players who are looking for a different approach to puzzle platformers due to the AI, due to the AI game mechanic companion that works with and against players. With Duru, the team wants to raise awareness about depression. You will get to know a colorful yet serious approach to learn more about mental health, and you can help people who are affected by this illness. I'm always intrigued by these types of games. Because first of all, it looks fun. The game does look fun to play through, like looking at the gifts, watching the video, puzzle platformer. I like those style of games. So I'm obviously going to be intrigued by that. But then you throw in a serious topic like depression. You throw in serious topics like mental illness, things that I suffer from. You know, I, depression, maybe not so much. I'm not really depressed, but I suffer from a lot of mental health issues, uh, anxiety, panic, you know, a little bit of depression here and there. But I have a lot of issues and seeing games tackle serious things like that. It always makes me appreciative that this medium exists to allow teams, developers, people to express themselves in ways that maybe they otherwise couldn't. And that's really exciting to me about this game. Yeah, I love that you always talk about that candidly because a lot of times from what I can understand on the outside looking in, a lot of people don't understand you. And so perception is reality and they think that you just have the blues or, uh, you know, you're just I hate it when they throw out the term crazy, you know, like. Sure. Yeah. You need to have some way for people to see how these conditions will affect your reality and how it makes you change and how it makes you act differently and and that will motivate the actions that people will look at you and sometimes scratch their head and go why the heck would you do that because i'm going through this and you have no idea so i love games like this that help people see that it's kind of like those exercises where they show you what things really look like when you're inebriated like when you're drunk yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like people had no idea that's how things looked and they're like oh wow i get it like it Maybe not a video game can do that all on its own, but if it helps somebody kind of understand and then they can be more supportive to someone going through this, that's that's a wonderful thing for a video game to do. I mean, games, all in all, we just expect them to be fun, but if they can help you understand, like, life issues too, I, I think that's fantastic. Kyle, you're somebody that um, likes a lot of the emotional, you know, impactful stuff in gaming like I do when it comes to stories. What are you thinking on this after watching the videos and seeing kind of the... Uh, uh, the campaign. Uh, the first thing that jumps out to me, just graphically, I think it looks a lot like a children's book, which is not meant to be an smart, insult. I think that's smart design. Really cool. No, I think it's a smart, smart design choice. I think it's very neat. It's very attractive, very fun to look at, very easy to look at. Um, almost looks kind of like this paper craft plus watercolor type aesthetic to it in a lot of ways, and I think that's really cool. I like that a lot. Um, I mean, in terms of gameplay, we don't see a ton of it. You know, 2D puzzle platformer, probably pretty run-of-the-mill. Basic stuff. Basic stuff, yeah. yeah. Probably, you know, you know what you're getting into with that. The story and and the way that they tackle the mental health stuff is going to be what what sets this game apart. I think that's what draws it in and 
probably a, a pretty good time. I think the use of mole rats in order to do that is is pretty interesting. I don't know how they're going to tie that in, but probably really fun. And they're really cute fun. little mole rats too, man. Like you look at the design and and the way that they have like different characteristics and stuff. These mole rats are pretty cute. Yeah. So hey, I, I like I'm it. watching I'm watching the gameplay video right now. That there's not any dialogue, right? Like it's all action. Right. Right. Yet yeah, because there's a stretch goal. Uh there's a stretch goal to add a dialogue system to the game. So yeah, right so now, it is just all on the interaction. It's all like and and there's a couple different games out there that do this really well. Uh I speak highly of Virginia. And Virginia is another game that um deals with a lot of mental illness stuff and a lot of, you know, touchy subjects. And it's a game from a couple years ago. I actually put a review up for it uh on leveldowngames.com when it came out. Virginia doesn't have any spoken text, no spoken dialogue. And it's it's really really interesting, but they did it so well. So games can do that and do it very very smart. I think the coolest part about it is that the talking usually is the only part of depression that people will recognize when you are not familiar with it. And so when you just see the physical actions of someone experiencing it and how they affect people who aren't sometimes, it, that's the thing that people are ignorant to, in my opinion. Now, I'm ignorant myself, and I understand that. I, I know people that are close to us. I won't say how we know them just to protect them, but they, they struggle with this, right? So sure. I'm always looking at them thinking, how the heck does that happen? Like, what is going on right now? And it And it's very easy to get frustrated with people who act that way so i anticipate people being frustrated in this game but i hope that after playing it and going through the journey you'll see like oh man like i get it like i'm not mad at you for acting that way i, I kind of get it now I, I expect that i know that's how it happens i'm now learning more about how to deal with things outside the game that's exciting like this is the closest i've been to backing something i really i really think this is cool and I'm sitting here going through the going through the uh, tiers. Where is the first tier that comes with a copy of the game? At twenty nine dollars. Is it the twenty nine? Okay, twenty nine like bucks. Yeah. Man, that's that's weird. I'm surprised there's not a there's not a cheaper tier. I am shocked, but it is coming out in September 2020, so maybe they're looking for that last push. Yeah. So twenty nine dollars is the cheapest way to get a single key. However, for forty dollars, you can get two keys. Oh. So that's probably the cheapest way to get in. Hit the forty dollar tier get two keys split it with somebody 20 bucks a piece type thing exactly yeah. yeah yeah and it's you know what like i said this looks like a really 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 game um, it's a game that i want to play it this is a game that i want to play i love playing through these types of games and you know it's coming this year like sean said so that that that's exciting for me and they're looking for roughly seventeen thousand us dollars they're sitting at just shy of eight thousand as a time of recording this is a long ass Kickstarter campaign. There's 48 days to go. <laughs> this will definitely hit its goal. This is definitely going to hit its goal. I don't try to make things about this often, but it's an all female team. And I feel like that also is really cool. Totally. You know, like, very, I think very that cool. That's very yeah, it's cool. Three, it's, I think, it's three girls over in Germany and they're doing this. Like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I, I think that women have an uphill battle sometimes in gaming just from our generation, right? Because we came up and it was mostly a male-dominated thing. 
And now that women are kind of, you know, leading the industry in a lot of ways, I, I try to celebrate that because I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, I don't, I don't want to paint people in a bad picture, but overall I've seen a lot of hate in bad messages towards women on the internet. You must be talking about The Last of Us Part 2. You must be talking about anything. Fuck. (laughs) No. I I have no idea. I I haven't listened to the spoiler cast yet. What happens in that? Without spoiling anything, you know, people are pissed off at certain real people for portraying certain things in the game. So, you're right. To see see a team of three girls doing something like this and, and tackling a serious topic, freaking cool. Freaking cool. I like it a lot. I agree. Go check this one out. It's called Duru. D-U-R-U over on kickstarter.com. And uh, like I said, there's 48 days to go at the time of reporting. So there, there's no doubt in my mind that this one will eventually hit its goal. But let, let's pump it up. Let's get it to its goal. And, and let's get some of these stretch goals. Switch port coming. That's the first stretch goal. That'd be fun. Uh, they're going to do a thought reveal, like we talked about earlier, the dialogue system, and then maybe a tablet port at the uh, at the high end. So well, let's help this one out. Let's, let's see what we can do. And uh, I, I plan to check this out when it comes out. And, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. It's actually high up on my radar now. I tell you what, if I don't back it, I will look for it when it comes out. Absolutely. That's that's the that's the deal right there. I think that, you know, I could get behind that. Absolutely. Okay, final words, man, final words. And and I did win earlier, so uh, I, I hate taking final words. I, I, I don't <laughs> like winning. To say, buddy, lay it on us. I hate taking final words. But uh, I am going to take this moment to ask everyone to go check out the three-year anniversary episode that we just put up yesterday for BG Mania. Yesterday, as of the day you're listening to this, uh, Kyle, Sean, the episode goes up tomorrow, as of the day we're recording this. <laughs> Nice, nice. But, but but I highly recommend everybody go check out the three year anniversary episode of BG Mania. Frank and I just did that yesterday, and there's some really cool things that happen in in that episode. Um, you know, friends of the show show up. You guys are in there. You guys are in the episode, and then we have some special guests. Maybe you'll hear them uh, at the end of the show too, because you know what? I can edit these videos up and put whatever together. Got a couple sound <laughs> clips, huh? I can. I, I'm going to try to cut of things together. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the crew minus me uh, chipped in and and got us Troy Baker and and Nolan North to give us a little congratulatory message for the podcast. So that was really cool of you guys to do that. Um, but I but I think there's some sound clips we could use for Max Level as well. <laughs> totally. totally. I know nice. you guys have already seen the videos, so I'm, I'm sure Frank actually shared them to you. But I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you haven't seen him? Yeah, no, never no, heard just... of Frank. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Frank sucks. I mean, I, I wouldn't care if I never heard from him either. <laughs> or heard of him. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, I miss you, Frank. Okay. But yeah, that's the final words. Just, you know, go check that out. And uh, thanks to everybody for... Definitely. If you haven't listened to BG Mania, yeah. this is the episode to listen to. Yeah, this, is, this will be a good one. Woo! This will be a good one for sure. But that is going to do it for this week. I want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. Remember, Sean, we're doing that giveaway. We want them to go to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't already, also hit up twitch.tv forward slash love it on games and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. 
Until next week. You got to keep on gaining experience until you reach max level in everything. Life, work, gaming, pretty much everything. That's what I think. Happy third anniversary. That's Nolan North. <laughs> Hell nice. Yes. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs>